The podcast members of the chamber is presented by Piper Foods and fueled by McCafe. If you're listening in your car, why not stop by one of Piper Foods' five McDonald's locations in Oakville or look them up on any McDelivery service. We thank Piper Foods for their generous support of our chamber and for everything they do in the community. Now let's get started. Welcome, Oakville Chamber members, to episode 8 of our podcast, Members of the Chamber. Oakville Chamber members, one story at a time. Members of the Chamber is a podcast where each episode we sit down with one member of our Chamber community and have a conversation. A conversation about their individual professional journey, their job, and how they ended up where they are today. My name is Drew Redden and I'm the President and CEO of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce. We're broadcasting from the brand new Staples Studio co-working facility located on 320 North Service Road West in Oakville, Ontario, and this is Members of the Chamber. This episode of Members of the Chamber is brought to you by Zartec. Are you looking for a full-service IT provider? Zartec provides a full range of IT services and support and is able to educate on all aspects IT. The Oakville Chamber is one of Zartec's satisfied customers and truly values the prompt response time, extraordinary personalized customer service, and Zartec's ability to help guide our chamber through the complex details of technology. From their knowledgeable staff, expert installation, remote, on-site support, and first-class help desk, Zartec is able to provide you a personal first-class experience. Give Zartec a call toll-free at 1-800-324-0372 or visit their website at Zartec, Z-A-R-R-T-E-C-H dot net. Joining us today on Members of the Chamber is Carrie Colburn. Carrie grew up in Edmonton, Alberta and obtained her degree in agriculture. She spent the first 20 years of her career working for ag-related companies, a career that took her all over the world. In 2005, Carrie moved back to Canada and joined Everest Commercial Credit, a private lending company. The experience she gained at Everest Commercial Credit and later at the Business Development Bank of Canada strongly positioned her to succeed with her venture Force 10 Capital, which began in 2010. Since beginning full-time in 2010, Carrie has completed 300 deals, with over half of them involving her own money. Carrie is no stranger to the Oakville Chamber, serving two terms as Chair of the Board from 2015 to 2017, and she currently leads the judging panel for the prestigious Oakville Awards for Business Excellence. We're pleased to welcome Carrie on the podcast. My pleasure. So in preparation for this podcast, I was going through your resume, and when introducing you here, I indicated that your early career took you all over the world. Garden City in Atlanta in the States, Lyon, France, and Auckland, New Zealand. Was traveling for your career something you were always interested in, or did it happen more by chance? 
Uh, probably a little bit of each. Um, I'm a big traveler. I've been to over 42 countries on my own dime. Um, and as you uh, said, quite a few countries working as well. But I was blessed. My second job, uh, sorry, my second boss uh, with DuPont, Ed had an expat assignment and he had strongly encouraged me to take one. But I always joke, he got uh, Bakersfield, California, and I got Garden City, Kansas. <laughs> So you say 42 countries, uh, yeah. any travel tips where some of those ones at the top of the list for our listeners? Uh, well, so I was lucky, right? I got to work in France as well as travel. So I worked for a French company, but even before that, I've traveled to France probably, I don't know, 17, 18 times oh, prior wow. to moving to living there. Um, I love all of Europe. Uh, my favorite trip ever, I'd have to say, was India. Went with a girlfriend probably about 10 years ago now. And absolutely loved it. Just absolutely loved it. Interesting. So when you were working abroad, did you meet other Canadians in similar situations? Um, or what did you do to make these places feel like home? So I never did meet Canadians. As I'm sure you know, there's tons of expat communities. Like there's a lot of American expat communities. When I went to a new country, I was more interested in meeting locals than uh, meeting other Canadians, I guess, if you will. Uh, but it is a challenge, especially as a single person. And in France, I speak, read, and write quite well, um, but I have a hard time hearing it. So, you know, it's very hard to meet people when you don't understand what they're saying to you. No surprise. Um, and in fact, uh, talking to other expats, uh, a lot of them travel with their families and they complain about how difficult it is uh, to move their family. But the way I look at it, they got to move with a built-in entertainment system. Uh, traveling around the world on your own is actually quite lonely. And in France, it was uh, actually awesome because I did meet some friends. In New Zealand, it's very lonely um, because you're pretty isolated when you're head of the country uh, for the company. You're, you know, they always do say it's lonely at the top. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. Yeah, fair enough. So what ultimately brought you back to Canada and then Oakville specifically? Uh, so I was lucky that... Um, Sorry, so my job that I, my last job in the corporate world ended. Um, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, um, but I'd always kept my house in Oakville. So, and as luck would have it, I'd rented it out when I moved to New Zealand because I wasn't anticipating coming back every weekend. Uh, and just as I was needing it, uh, the people that uh, were leasing it uh, needed to give it up. So it was perfect. So I always kept my place in Oakville. Nice. So uh, Force 10 Capital, that's uh, your company now. Uh, you've completed over 300 deals. Uh, what type of deals are we talking about here? All over the map. Um, I do do a ton of residential. So, But first off, I should back up. I only do private money. I wouldn't okay. know how to do what you call an A deal if it slapped me upside the head. <laughs> um, my specialty is in private money. Um, and it's both commercial as well as residential. Okay. So are there any unique deals that you've made that uh, kind of stand out for you? Yeah, there's one. Um, I get a lot of my referrals from BDC. So uh, that was one of the other benefits, I guess, of working with BDC. Um, I got formal financial education, but also um, it's still to this day a terrific uh, referral source for me. So they'd called, they had a client, um, in fact, actually, I guess wasn't a client who was in desperate straits. They are in the water treatment uh, building. They build water treatment facilities, and they were approaching substantial completion. And as the owner of the company said, they 
it was a disaster for them. They made all sorts of mistakes. They owned a bu- they owed their subtrades a bunch of money. Their operating bank wouldn't lend them any more money. BDC can't lend money to a company with losses. And they would have had to close the doors if they could not get financing. They were literally down to, you know, 25 cents in their bank account. Uh, BDC gave me a call, and that deal was 100% satisfying. I got them a substantial amount of money in about four days because they had a bunch of equity in their building. So that's the kind of stuff that we can do. And uh, the owner to this day still calls me, and we have a chat. I was going to say, you must be a... Have great friends for some of these deals that you bro- broker here, eh? Yep, for sure. So BDC is a is a huge supporter of the Oakville Chamber. Um, was that how you first got involved with the chamber here, or what's the story behind that? Nope. So like I think a lot of uh, people who are just starting out and you know uh, as a startup as an entrepreneur, you're isolated, and of course the chamber is a wonderful opportunity to get out and meet other business people. Uh, you know, my whole world had been in the corporate life and outside of Canada, so I didn't have a local network, and the chamber's been fantastic for that. So you certainly uh, jumped you know, all in when you got involved with the chamber. Uh, You served two terms as our chair. Uh, Reflecting on that experience, uh, what stands out for maybe a few highlights for you? Uh, There's there's tons of them, especially as doing it for two years. So, I mean, uh, an obvious one is you get to meet a lot of really interesting people um, and more than just, you know, shaking hands. You get an opportunity to actually converse with them, get to know them a little bit. I always enjoyed doing the business roundtables because there you've got the Oakville's best and brightest uh, business owners around the table uh, with whichever typically government person, you know, being an ability to express their concerns or ask their questions. You know, meeting, uh, and so Bruce Heyman, who was our ambassador, U.S. ambassador at the time, uh, I got to do a roundtable as well as a chair's dinner with him, which I enjoyed. Uh, David Johnson, the governor general, that was a highlight. Um, but also just, you know, interacting with, with chamber members at all the events was always a pleasure. So one of those events is the Oakville Awards for Business Excellence, or the OABEs, which we uh, often refer to them as. You are the chair of that judging committee. Um, how did you end up in that position? It actually started uh, when I was with the BDC. So one of the account managers had been a judge the year before, didn't wish to continue, and they were looking for a volunteer. So I jumped right in. Um, and at the time, it was being chaired by a Rotarian who retired. And so we just looked for a chairman around uh, the table, and I got nominated. So <laughs> Voluntold. Yeah, yeah voluntold. So I've been, um, I've been a volunteer with the OBEs for 12 years now, and probably six or seven of those have been as chairman of the judging panel. So I, d- I don't know if people really understand what a big process uh, judging the OABEs is. Can you walk us through what that looks like each year and the work that goes into that? So it is a big process, and thankfully we have Karen uh, at the chamber, Karen Pomfret, to to help us along with that, uh, certainly in the last five or six years. So, of course, it starts with nominations. And a big shout-out to all the nominators who do nominate businesses, because I can tell you, even after 12 years of doing this, we still find all these amazing companies out there that you would think after 12 years there wouldn't be anybody left, but there is. Um, so first off is, again, it starts with nominations. Uh, Karen makes a binder for us of all the nominations and all the various categories. Uh, we then get our group of judges together, and we're up to 15 judges at the moment. Um, 
So we meet, we divide into teams, uh, we assign categories, and then we interview every single nomination that we have, every single business that we have. Uh, we investigate their social media, a uh, number of different ways of uh, investigating our nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, or nominees, and uh, we have three or four meetings over the process with all the judges, and then we have the pleasure of having the big gala and nominating, or sorry, announcing the winners. Yeah, and I, you know, the judging is an arm's length process from uh, the chamber and Rotary, but you know, you talk about the work Karen does, and you know, she really does work on this ten months a year. You know, yeah. she has a small break, uh, you know, around summertime, but she's she's all in on the OABs all year round, and. Uh, know what what work it is for volunteers like yourself uh, to put in in that. And I think it's really rewarding for the businesses that ultimately win because it is such a rigorous process. Yeah, it's uh, when I'm recruiting new judges, I'm always very um, blunt (laughs) it that uh, it's a full time job, but for a short period of time. And depending on how how many nominees you have, it is actually a big time requirement, but it's very satisfying for the judges as well. Yeah, because some of them, they go to nine, ten. 11, 12 businesses and 21, 22 sometimes. Wow, okay. uh, I've, I've been on the team when in the small business category, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, when I first joined the chamber, you were on the board and I had the opportunity to meet with each of our directors at their office. Uh, you at Force 10 Capital have a home office and it's quite an impressive home. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a backstory on the history of your home and uh, its place in Oakville? Drew, you should never have asked that question. <laughs> um, I could probably spend 30 minutes because uh, <laughs> <podcast, hey? laughs> I love and adore our house. Uh, so it was built in 1854 uh, by William Mackenzie King, uh, which I always say, not that William Mackenzie okay. King. <laughs> You've gotten the next question on the uh, But interestingly, he was the, the nephew of the founder of Oakville, so George Chisholm. Uh, his dad fought in the War of 1812, uh, was killed in that war, and his mom died not long after. So George Chisholm actually uh, raised uh, what was two boys. Um, what I always find the most fascinating, though, is that George Chisholm bought the hundred and a half acres that the house was originally on in, call it, April of that year, and sold it to his own nephew three months later for $2,100. <laughs> so um, I guess we all know that George Chisholm was a businessman, yeah, and uh, now there's just one indication of it. Um, it's, it's a fascinating old house. It's a pleasure to live in. Um, everybody's welcome to come by. I always give out free visits and uh, can talk your ear off all about it. Well, I can sense that passion and the history you have, but how do you learn that history? Would when you moved into the house, were you given a book and said, this is the history of it, or is this your own research? Or? So there are books about all the older homes in Oakville and King's Castle, so that's its nick- nickname is uh, King's Castle. Uh, so King's Castle is definitely in those books, but one of the things you learn when you live in a heritage house like King's Castle, which is a landmark in Oakville, is people will come up to you, and every time I'm out gardening in the front yard, I get stopped and people will tell me stuff. I've also had, so of course the person we bought it from, but the two families before that dating back to the 1940s have come for visits, uh, telling us history, bringing us photos. Um, So yeah, it's a combination of doing my own research and then people coming by and telling us stories all the time. So I've learned a lot. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, was it living in this home that led you to get involved with the Heritage Committee in Oakville? Yeah, so we started doing work to the home. So the very first year, 
put on a new roof, uh, redid all the brickwork, put on all new storm windows. Uh, so to do any kind of exterior work, you do have to go to the Heritage Advisory Committee, and we have two heritage planners in the town. So my heritage planner, Carolyn von Sligtenhorst, she, uh, she asked me if I would be interested in being on the committee. So as usual, I said, why not? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've been on it for five years now, I think. How many properties in Oakville have a story like this? Ah, just, well, that's a tough question. Not, no specifics here. Just yeah, general, I, guess. I mean, oof, probably like a hundred. Okay. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's more than that because we have districts as well as individually individual houses, but something like that that would have a real story attached to them. Okay, and then so your committee and any updates to any of these. Uh, houses or properties that goes through your committee? Is there any other work that the committee does or is that a full-time job in itself? Uh, well, I wouldn't call it full-time, but we do meet monthly and there's usually quite a few projects. Uh, one of the things I would like to point out, everybody always thinks it's horrifying to have a heritage designation, but in fact, you're allowed to do anything you want to the interior of your house. You only have to get approval to things that you want to do to the exterior of your house. And then sometimes we get involved in interesting projects like perhaps the uh, the Glen Abbey golf course project. So that came before the Heritage Advisory Committee as well. Okay, interesting. Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're wrapping up all these, uh, these in-reviews on our podcast, asking our guests, what is the best piece of advice you've received in your career? I think probably, so a couple things go, two things. One dates way back, and it sounds like a cliche, but being a girl that grew up in Alberta, my mom always said that I could be whatever I wanted to be. And in Alberta, back then, I would say that that isn't always the advice one ever received, and I would say I took that to heart. But I think the other piece is don't be afraid. Uh, don't be afraid to try new things. So, for example, you know, moving to a new country, a little scary. My first assignment, I was only 24 when I went down to Garden City, Kansas. Wow. Uh, but also taking on new challenges, like you know, being a country manager. I didn't know how to be a country manager before I was a country manager, mm-hmm. right? So it's never be afraid to get outside your comfort zone. You'll learn a lot. You'll experience a lot and it'll do a lot for your both your self-confidence and for your career well carrie thank you for joining us on the podcast that was really interesting thank you it's my pleasure to our members and listeners thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to tune in if you know someone that would make an interesting guest on members of the chamber please send us a note to info at oakvillechamber.com we would love to hear from you make sure you stay up to date with what's going on in the chamber by following along on social media run Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you to our producer and chamber communications manager, Kristen Curry, and last but certainly not least, thank you to Piper Foods and Zartec for supporting today's podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on where you listen to your podcast. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon, Oakville Chamber. <laughs>